For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. See ebaymotors.com. Believe in the Arizona Cardinals. It is the Arizona Cardinals specific centric show. I am your co-host Javon J. Love Adams and as always by my side or virtually by my side is the one and only Ed Easy Smith. Not only could he uh, could he catch up on a fastball and you couldn't get him out on a curveball and he actually used to be able to steal a base or two uh, and play professional baseball, but he also played Football as well, played in the National Football League and also over in NFL Europe. He was on that Atlanta Falcons team, tight end, and he did all his things there. He was he put in work, man. How you living, man? Man, good to be back, man. It's been a minute. Been on a 30-day deal, I feel like, with his back. But, you know, good to be back on and a lot of stuff to chop up, man. Yeah, so, so uh, again, we bring in – we're in the off season, so – Typically, well, we know with the NFL, there's always it's always busy in the off season in the NFL. It's uh, busier than let's say what baseball does with their so-called hot stove league, and the the NBA tries to do a good job of trying to stay busy as well. But the NFL is king, and so we bring topics from a different point of view and our perspective of things that are going on. Of, primarily with the with the Arizona Cardinals so we have a new signing and so brought on a gentleman I, I uh, I'm fortunate to be able to do these podcasts but uh, podcast with with really great friends so Ed and then also with my man uh, we'll call him Star Saxon uh, we do a podcast called Disposable Arts and another one called Microphone Masters and he is a Pittsburgh Steelers fan and so we're going to get into the reason I have him on is because he's going to give it he's no filter he'll tell it exactly how it is when it comes to the sign signing that the Cardinals made with James Conner. So we're going to get into that. And then after that, we're going to talk about uh, I want to betting is coming to the Valley. So the Valley of the sun. And so I wanted to get Ed's thoughts on that and maybe how it impacts uh, the game or the, the, the gaming experience. And then lastly, does, do you have to be dedicated to the craft in order to be a good player? That's based upon some, uh, some comments from uh, Trevor Lawrence, where he was talking about his, that he, he doesn't necessarily live and breathe uh, national football. And so, uh, so I wanted to get Ed's thoughts on that. So before we get into that, I mentioned gaming. And so that makes me think that, you know, a little bit about, you know, sometimes you want to put wagers on that over and under, but bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Bet online has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. And it's the best way to place your bets. And it's free to sign up. So head to betonline.ag 
or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. That's Bet Online, your online sports book experts. Believe in the Arizona Cardinals. So I want to bring on my man, Star Saxon. Sax, what's good? What's up, fellas? Thanks for having me. Man, it's all right. So I got, I'm, I'm, I, I know this man, James Conner. I, I heard about, I actually called him John, and my man Ed said, you know, you just called him John, right? I said, I don't care, man. Whatever. It's James, John, all that stuff. Yeah. So. He came, he was on your team, what, for since 2017, 2017, 18, 19, 20, uh, became the primary running back. He was there with your, with your man. Uh, why is his name escaping? Le'Veon Bell. Le'Veon Bell. Yeah. He had his best season in 2018 with 973 rushing yards and 497 receiving yards. But I wanted you, and the Cardinals recently signed him to a one year deal. What kind of player did the Cardinals get? Because you live and breathe everything Pittsburgh Steelers. Did they get a good player? Is he a little injury prone? Give, give us your thoughts on what's going on with, with the signing of James Conner. All right. First off, I say this with a heavy heart as a Steelers fan. I don't want to see my dude go. Okay. He's a Pittsburgh dude, high school football, college football. I mean, when he got drafted by the Steelers, he just, like, packed his bag and went, like, down the street, right? <laughs> um. I mean, it's an issue of dollars and cents. Whatever his performance was, his productivity was, was not projected relative to what his free market value was. And so we had to let the gentleman go. Again, with that being said, I view him as a stealer as being part of a team that, you know, could have competed for a title if it weren't for some shortcomings you know, on the injury side of things. And, you know, some people wanted to make mixtapes instead of laying on the field. What can we say? But keep this in mind, man, like, when we drafted James Conner, we didn't draft him to immediately replace Le'Veon Bell because Le'Veon Bell, again, you know, had a rap career to worry about. It was just like a hard on. Like, all right, Conner, you're on. Go run behind Villanueva off tackle left. And he's like, hold on, man. Like, and then he had, the, you know, he had, you know, medical conditions that caused his stock to drop. And we picked him up, you know, you know, the, the deep discount in the later rounds, right? Right. He was able to overcome those medical concerns and become a productive player on the field. He found himself being in third down situations, catching balls out in the flash from Ben Roethlisberger, making one guy miss and effectively scampering down the sidelines, getting about an extra seven after that. In terms of running the ball, James Conner, I would consider to be not somebody who's going to just go, you know, up in the A gap. I don't think he's got the weight to okay. take that type of pounding. He's more of an off tackle guy. You know, with a pull, he's not going up there just single back. I mean, those, those are wolves over there. You know what I mean? <laughs> um, so when you think about the type of player the Cardinals are inheriting from the Steelers, yes, the first concern is going to be durability. He didn't finish the last two seasons. Um, I remember last season, uh, the season before last, he got nicked on the ankle like week two. And it, that's just what marred him for the rest of the season. You found him being in and out, in and out as a rotational back as opposed to being a feature back or having the opportunity to demonstrate, rather, that he is a feature back. Right. And so because of all those nicks and bruises, he, in my opinion, looking at the tape, he just basically got relegated to being, you know, a third-down reliable blocking back with a couple of draws here and there, you know, and swing passes out of the flats. So – what are the Cardinals getting? You're getting a guy who hasn't demonstrated what his true ceiling is due to, you know, the injury bug. But I will say, you know, 
NFL players are huge, man. I, I had opportunity to go see the Packers play the Rams out here in LA, and we had some corporate seats. We were like 50 yard line, right behind the Rams. Yeah. I saw Su on the bike. You know, when the offense was on, he was working the the dude's thighs, man. I was like, I can't believe people run into this dude for a living. And then, you know, I saw Aaron Donald getting some water, and I, my jaw is just dropping. It's like it's a whole other level of human being and how big these these linemen are. And so when you look at Connor as being like a every down back, if I'm the GM, I would not permit the head coach to even do that. Okay. I, I don't think he's got the body for it. I saw a couple workout videos with him and Juju, and I'm like. Y'all about the same size, homie. I don't know how you living behind those those lines. I, I don't know, but I will say that he's a competent pass blocker, which I think will be important for your for your uh, quarterback Kyler Murray, right? Yeah. He basically was scrambling for his life, so you you're essentially going to get you know a fifth or sixth blocker if you keep it tied in and or not. Um, he's definitely somebody who can catch the ball on the flats. You know, he's not Thurman Thomas where he's going to be out in the backfield, get lined up on a linebacker and go deep or go on a post. You know, he's within that, like, that flat to, like, three yards north of the flat type zone. And then lastly, again, man, like, I just don't think he's got the physical body makeup for an every down back. But, you know, as Deion Sanders once said, man, those were business decisions. I, mean, I don't think he needs to go A-gap and go, you know, 32 carries, 35 carries to prove a point. I don't want to do getting my head trauma. But what he can actually bring to the table is a viable run threat and pass threat that can keep the defense honest. Right? You're not going to just, like, spy on Kyler with Kyler going on the flat, right? I mean, right. this is why I'm going to take a pick. So it might seem like I'm rambling a lot, but – He's a competent running back. His ceiling has yet to be proven due to durability issues. But then when you just look at the physical makeup of the back, you have to say you can't view this dude as a 35-carry type of player. But I'm old enough to remember when running backs used to go 35 carries, right? So that's really not the in the first place. So along those lines, and that's very, very well done, Sachs. So, Ed, we, we know we just – King and Drake <laughs> – <laughs> Sign by my Raiders. Good Lord. All right. So anyway, Drake goes to the Raiders. So when you think about what we're getting, does is that type of back? Do you think that the Cardinals needed a back that was going to go go between the tackles and go get up there? I mean, to go between the guards and be able to go right up the middle and shoot the a gap, as opposed to what Sachs is saying that that's not necessarily what what Connor is. What does he fit? What the what the Cardinals need? Ed, what do you well, Sachs hit a bunch of things right on the on the, the head, and one of the things I'm worried about is durability and being in the NFL. When you start to get those injuries on a yearly basis, they don't just go away. And especially for a running back, they, they take a pounding. And, you know, you, you hate to call somebody injury prone, but when I said year after year, when you're starting to get nicked, you know, if it walks like a duck, sounds like a duck, you know, that's a duck, baby, you know, that type of thing. So, but I'm not putting that label on him yet. It'll be interesting to see how he kind of gets here, you know, condition wise and then have an off season. And then into the season, you know, every week we'll be crossing our fingers to, you know, to make sure he gets through one game at a time. That's what's all you can ask. You can't ask for 16 without getting one through five first and then from there. Now, the thing that worries me a little bit is because I think the Steelers will miss Connor because I think he was their kind of back, their style of back. This is the Steel City, you know, before they got past happy with, past happy with Ben and wanted to throw the ball 
fixed by 60 times. It was all about the run game, you know, get, establishing that and then working from that. They kind of fell away from that. Um, he's going to be missed there, especially if they have to fall back to that, depending on what they do in the draft. My concern here in Arizona, just like we did with our usage with Drake, Jay, yeah. we turned Drake into a read option, uh, you know, let's maybe give you the ball. Um, yeah. then if we're going to pull it out of your chest and then we'll get some passes in the flat. We need for James Conner and Shaq's going to test it. I think you don't necessarily have to run him between the tackles, but if you're going to run him, get a lead block in front of him, go tackle side to side, you know, C gap to C gap. You don't have to go A gap, C gap to C gap and let him make the cutbacks and stuff like that. But it's downhill. We're going to get him out here and yeah. he's not one of those burners. He's not a dude that. You know, his engine is going to take a second or two to get started. And how do you do that? You get him seven yards deep. You come from under center. He picks his gap, hits it, gets the cutback, et cetera, et cetera. We're going to get him out here and try to turn him into read option. Um, and it's just, in my opinion, it's just not going to work. I think Edmonds is more adaptable to that style. But, you, I mean, Edmund, Edmonds, we all know he's not at every down back either. No, he's small, no. Even smaller than Connor. So we're going to get Jay, we're going to get Connor out here. We're going to try to utilize him the same way that we tried to do Kenya Drake. And in my opinion, it's going to be the same week by week. Oh, he had a good game last week, you know, for 75 yards. And then the next week, you know, 25 or 30 yards. And that's right. to me. And they're going to look at, you know, to, to me, that's just until we get away from the style of running that we're going to probably have any running back, unless you're a scat back is not going to be successful in this uh, uh, offense, you know, unless you, like I said, it, and, you know, there'll, there'll be a lot of people that point the finger and it's a bad pick. No, it's not a bad pick. It's a bad fit, if you ask me, for style. So that's the thing I'm going to keep my eye on from day one. We, we went out and we got him. We spent the money on him. It's no small change. It's not big money, especially for running back. Um, one, he only gets uh, one year. I just had it pulled up here. Oh, my goodness. I think it was like one – and some change yeah. for it's just one year. I mean, it wasn't big. It's not big money. Five. Matter of fact, I think it's one point seven five or something like that. And five hundred is tied into a signing bonus, so okay. it's not big money. But what I'm like, you know, my biggest fear is if that's like, say, if he's our number one, and we don't go find another solution, it's going to be tough sledding for James and that offense. Period, because of the style of run game that we have, and once again, we'll get a good young man, twenty five years old should be in the prime of his career, but we're going to utilize him to make him look like he has no idea what he's doing out there. And that's my, that's my role. Interesting. So, yeah, so Star Saxon, so I appreciate you jumping on. Anything you want to leave us with the last comments about James Conner or your team in general before I let you head out? Yeah, more, a couple more things about Phoenix and, and, and I'm sorry, Arizona and, and Conner. When you look at how the Steelers used to run the ball highly effective with Le'Veon Bell behind the line of scrimmage, his style of running was ill-timed. He was almost like a, a timing running back where everybody was hit the gap hard, fill it up, and then he just came in in slow motion, reverse matrix, and let everything go past him. Then he ran. And I would consider that to be a very unorthodox style of running that was to the Steelers' benefit, almost like you're, you're working to stop the option one week out of 16, and you don't know how to deal with the timing. Mm. So from that standpoint – I can say that we don't really know how Connor would actually function as a running back in any of the gaps, A through C, with a conventional offensive line that not only hits 
the defensive lineman, but holds and maintains blocks. Le'Veon skipped and scattered around that. 99% of the league is hit it, go, burst, right? Right. So my question for you is, you know, in covering the Cardinals, is how is your offensive line? Do they, do they, are they aggressive? Are they physical? Do they make contact beyond the line of scrimmage? Do they hold the blocks? And then if so, then maybe Connor has, I would say, a puncher's chance. But I don't think anybody's run successfully around that Steelers line because my dirty opinion of the Steelers line, it was an ineffective run blocking line, but they had the perfect running back who used timing to address those shortcomings. And when you put a different back back there, it doesn't work. So you kind of with a wild card with James Conner because I think the Steelers offensive line from the run blocking wasn't where it was where it actually needed to be at an NFL level. Yeah. And the last question is we talked about a gap uh, aggression for Connor because of his size not being suitable towards uh, guard to center, guard to center. Um, how's your offensive line? How athletic are they? Are are they are the guards good enough to pull? Do you have a pulling tackle where you can actually get some some beefy guys out on the edge to do a lot of kickout blocks? Because if they are not dynamic and they are just anchored into the into the box, then you're not getting anything off the edge. You know, tie in, pull back, be dead. Be, let me let me answer I'll answer that question, but before I do, here's something that you didn't know about me. I don't relax well. So with my crazy life, it's just hard for me to shut off my brain and chill. Matter of fact, sometimes I overthink. I get easily stressed out and it really it really sucks just to be quite honest. So I did my homework and I found Sunday Scaries, which are delicious and vitamin boosted CBD gummies. They become a, a, a must-have in my daily routine, and they chill me out in just about 20 minutes, pretty much. So basically, they help me take the edge off so I can maintain my composure and live scare-free. And there's no risk to buy. The company offers a 100% lifetime money-back guarantee, and if the product's not for you, that's okay. They'll get, give you your money back. So Sunday Scaries is in the stress-relieving business, not the stress-causing business. So I got you 25% off to prove it. Visit sundayscaries.com and use my promo code BELIEVE for your discount. Again, that's the promo code B-L-E-A-V for 25% off at sundayscaries.com. They're effing amazing, and you won't regret joining their squad. Believe in the Arizona Cardinals. So again, so Star Saxon is with us, and he asked a question about the about the the offensive line, and I'll let you uh, really get real deep into it, Mister Ed Smith. But I'll say it like this: It's almost like because Star Saxon and I are Lakers fans, just so used to a, a mixed sports metaphor, it would be like using Shaq in the high post all the time, as opposed to get him in, in the in the low block. There, it's all it's it's oftentimes the the pieces that they have they're not necessarily utilizing them to the best of their ability. So a lot of what Cliff Kingsbury does is again, off of that kind of that read option and those types of things. So if the back doesn't believe, doesn't know if he's going to get the ball, he's not running with as, as hard as he should or trying to hit those holes and really be able to open it up because you just don't know. And, and that's, that's where you get some of the inconsistencies because when you look at King and Drake, Overall, the yards per average, yards per carry average, it was, I mean, it was what, three point something. It was, it was high, but the inconsistency of terms of when they use them to be able to try to have sustained drives and to be able to try to, to really, um, to, to try to stop some of their, when they, when they were, when, when. Kyler Murray was on his tiptoes trying to see over people. Uh, it was, it wasn't, he wasn't really able to try to get that momentum. And I think that's what ended up kind of being what killed them from an offensive line standpoint. What do you think about that, Ed? 
Yeah, no, Sacks, our offensive line is probably one of the weakest parts of our team. Um, and some of it is because of the identity of, like I said, this read option, in my opinion, is very passive. Um, the, the, the good and great offensive lines I've been around, I was, you know, like I said, I was on a Super Bowl playing team and those offensive lines won. They're very cohesive. These dudes know everything about the dude next to them and they're, you know, they spend a lot of time together. They, function as a one you know you put the glove on the hand it's them five fingers right our offensive line has been patchwork for the last few years at best instead of us going out and getting uh talent in our first round picks or we wait to the third fourth and fifth round picks to get guys bring them in here um nothing exciting about them the other thing like i watch our offensive line these dudes look like a bunch of dudes that go out there on sunday and you know they they just want to play the game you know your offensive line, these dudes are like most of them. The, the great ones are dirty. They are they 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 want to get their hand, you know, dirty. They want to eat dirt. They want to sleep in dirt. You know, maybe they, maybe now with the the center that you got from the freaking Las Vegas Raiders, maybe that'll well, solve the problem. Maybe that's now. the first step. I mean, sometimes it takes you know that anchor in the middle to kind of start out. So maybe that's going in the right direction. Uh, our offensive line, like I said, they. They they kind of mirror what Kingsbury has done so far, in my opinion, has been a very passive attack. Uh, you know, every game, uh, you know, like week to week, Javon always we're always talking about, man, you see those guys out there? Look like they were just, you know, just waiting for something to happen. There was no aggression. There was no – and, you know, it, it'll be interesting to see with a full off season because, you know, we take – we always we seem to forget that, you know, without the ability for teams to have the OTAs and stuff like that last year and Kingsbury being a young coach, maybe just – hadn't had the opportunity to kind of really stamp everything and missing a year of, of, of off season, maybe that, you know, will prove or getting one back, I should say, maybe will prove to get these guys a little more cohesive playing wise and then get some fire in them. But, you know, we're, we're looking for our offensive line to dominate a line of scrimmage. I don't know if we've seen that to this point and for them to put it together for 16 games, like I said, it, It'll, it'll be a far stretch because normally that takes its progression. You don't just all come together and all of a sudden now we're great. No, that offensive line is something that takes time and work and consistency. So we're in the beginning stages and maybe with your man coming over from the Raiders, you know, maybe he'll, he'll help, help us start to build it, but it doesn't happen overnight. Indeed. So before, matter of fact, I'm going to, I'm going to switch it up. I'm going to ask you this question, Star Saxon, send me out on this one. Um, when it comes to, so we're all, we all love sports. It used to be, you all, you often hear, if you're sitting in the bar, you hear, so if I could play this, I play this game for free and I would do this and I would do that. And when you hear somebody like a, a Trevor Lawrence essentially say, man, I mean, uh, yeah, I want to win. I want to play. I want to do, but it's not, it's not, it's not going to define me. For me, I don't mind that. I don't, I'm a, I like the honesty and I think having that balance is a good thing. And I'm just wondering, um, is do you have an issue with that? Do either one of you have an issue with that in terms of when you look at your sports teams, oftentimes people project on the players. If, if I was LeBron, I would never, I don't, you people, we, we hear about people going on vacation in the off season and say, you should be in the gym trying to get shots up, or you should be working on, on you should be on the jugs machine trying to catch balls when it just seems unrealistic. Does, does that type of comment, does that, do you like that? Or does it, does it matter to you when it comes from a sports perspective? I'll let you go first, Sax. I heard Trevor Lawrence's comment. It, it, it doesn't bother me, and here's why. To say that it bothers me is really taking the literal response that he gave to heart. 
Right. Okay, the dude's a competitor and the dude's a winner. But the bigger issue is as, as you move on from the college platform to a higher level of competition in the NFL, you have better athletes surrounding you and you have a higher likelihood of getting broke off. Right? <laughs> <laughs> Let's just call it pay pay, right? Yes. I mean, I saw Trevor Lawrence take a couple, couple of big hits, maybe two or three. I saw him get broke off. You know, I think it was in the college football playoffs. I was like, right, I think my man is out. I mean, he got up. I was like, okay, he's tough like pain, right? <laughs> Zombie stature, he's tough like pain. But when you're in the NFL, you're going to get broke off, right? I mean, yeah. Peyton Manning, go back and look at his rookie year, man. He was in the ground, right? Yes, sir. So my concern is not that he has this laissez-faire, you know, uh, it doesn't really define the attitude when he's talking in the papers. It's, all right, you got broke off. How are you getting up and how are you responding? Are you trying to respond with more precision, more aggression, more accuracy, more volatility? Or are you more representative of those comments that you gave back before you got drafted? Hmm. That is what my question is. I can't answer that right now, but I can tell you what, if anybody says, you know, I can make a mixtape and still go for 128 plus two touches, 50 yards receiving, no names need to be said. <laughs> I'm tripping. I was downloading the content on YouTube and I was wearing that on the throat, you know, the, the alternative jersey because when it was game time, he was ready. And did, has he gotten broke off? Yeah. And did he get back up and come back harder? Yeah. But the other people was like, ah, no, no, no. and they get broke off. And, you know, they're supposed to get 80 yards, you know, six catches. And all of a sudden they down to like four catches, one drop in like 35 yards. That's where I got the problem. Where your heart at, right? Right. So I say it's to be determined. But I can tell you what, though, if you play quarterback and you got these 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 monsters, you got Miles Garrett coming over there, you ain't you 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 can't fundamentally be structured like that in your mind. Right. You gonna want to get that back, right? And then some. <laughs> right. So I'm not worried about him, man. I mean, there are backup quarterbacks that are highly aggressive. I'm not worried about that comment whatsoever. That's what fire to keep you clicking and tuning in until the draft. True that. What you got Ed, before we let Sax out of here? Yeah, I'm I'm with Sax. I don't have a problem with the comment because you don't get to where uh, he's been uh, by not being dedicated to the cause, by not working hard, right, and not having serious heart. Well, where where I looked at, I looked at the comment a little differently though. It's kind of like a reflection of our society a little bit. Hmm. Only someone with privilege can say something like that or would say something like that because okay. think about this there are dudes that are right now in college can't pay a light bill family at home can't pay a light bill and their whole goal is to get, try to get to the league so they can uplift their entire family it's like desperation mode mm-hmm. for some of us okay so football is the only thing you have basketball is the only thing you have mm-hmm. where somebody who's already got it or comes from maybe a higher societal level already, that desperation isn't there. They can say something like that because it isn't the end and be all. Right. But, so it just kind of reflects, in my opinion, like I said, I'm, I, I'm the, the fact that he said it, I'm like, hey, you know, do, do yours, boo-boo. That's, it's all good. <laughs> but like I said, that's his perspective because, like I said, he, he might not have any worries. There's a whole lot of brothers playing college football right now or trying to crack the league where it's a whole different ball game. It's like I either make this or I'm going to go somewhere and I'll be working at Home Depot or something like that. So that's just for me is, like I said, you can't take make you know take shot at him for, hey, I, I applaud the fact that he's got balance in his life, yeah. you know, which is cool. But at the same time, let's just call it what it is. When you're comfortable, you know, it's hard to get, 
you know, uptight about too many things. You know, hmm. if it doesn't work out, eh, you know, I got something over here waiting on me. <laughs> some brothers and some people, if it don't work out, man, like I said, it's a lot of other things waiting on you out there and it ain't, ain't coming. <laughs> Uh, but I mean, I mean, at the same time, keep in mind too to, to say what you to go off what you said. A lot of people don't have the luxury to say, "I got something else to fall back on." That's just as engaging from my standpoint. But you're going to work every day with some dogs and some wolves, and they're looking for fresh meat. Mm-hmm. Now, if you ultimately say, "I'm not worried about it," I'm going to go transition to situation B. The question is. Are you going over there fully concussed, you know, with a Joe Theismann limp? <laughs> or are you walking over there in some pad leather shoes hella early? Because, I mean, I, I don't say this with any disrespect. Andrew Luck had, like, lacerated this, kidney that. Chest. And he had other things to do. Yeah. But he's doing those things effectively broke off, right? Yeah, I'm right. not saying he got broke off because he thought it wasn't going to happen to him. But you – trust me, man, people are taking notes. You know what I mean? People are taking notes. They're, they're, they're saving the receipts. And the question is not, are you going to get hit? It's how do you respond? And then do you like taking those hits? Do you like responding as part of your game? Aaron Rodgers, they broke his collarbone. He always going around looking for Anthony Barr when he plays Minnesota. Where he at? Where he at? Because he wants to get that back. And we call him Petty all the time, right? Right. But he, that's what he's going to work for. Yeah. To get that back, right? Yeah. Versus the comment which implies, eh, well, I mean, I mean, ask Theismann. His leg is like this. <laughs> so you, you, you're ready for these people, man. Like, some people are, it's different to go to college, you know, be a, you know, be a blue chipper, you know, be on his highlights and everything like that, go to the house parties, pick up, you know, the girls, be the man on campus. And it's another thing to be a grown man from a limited marginal economic background. Now you have revenue, and now you have a household to support. Yeah. You're coming. Yeah. You're coming. Yeah, that's what's up, Sax. I appreciate you, man. I'll be ho- I'll be hollering at you very shortly, so I appreciate you jumping on. That's the one and only. Appreciate you, brother Sax. Star Sax and jumping on, man. We enjoy having folks like him on. That's why I enjoy doing my podcast with my partners, man. It's uh, it's always <laughs> fun when I do that stuff. So so believe in the Arizona Cardinals. Before we head out of here, I wanted to get your thoughts. Recently, there was legislation that was passed here in the state of Arizona where they're going to be allowing you to to bet on sports, wager on sports, uh, live. Uh, gaming so at the uh at the what is it the racetracks at the uh, at the casinos here in the state of arizona uh at the in the in the major sporting venues as well and it made me think of the arizona cardinals i mean it it's interesting i don't bet all the time on sports um, i think i've been on sports probably twice maybe three times in my life um what how do you what do you think about this do you think it will you think it will have a positive impact about maybe the involvement of players um, not players but but um but the the casual fan and those types of things or is it just one of those cool it's about time and you keep it moving what are your thoughts on this uh this legislation that passed? Well, me personally i've never bet on anything myself uh jay i love the casinos I go to vegas you know stuff but i've never been a, a sports better you know one because when i was playing that was a no-no mm-hmm. but even after my career just, you know, like I said, I know the spreads and I know I've just never really felt all that comfortable. Uh, but maybe at, uh, now that I've reached the age of 50 and, you know, maybe, uh, might be time to toss a couple nickels on a game or two. Over-unders. Just to, yeah, over-unders, all that kind of stuff. Now, I'll say this much. 
what is going on with this world? We Solomon and Gomorrah, man. We done made weed legal. Now we're gonna, <laughs> we gonna make gambling legal all in the same state and everything. Man, I'm telling you, who would have thought this 20 years ago, bro? Yeah. <laughs> walking up to the walking up to, to Cardinal Stadium, <laughs> smoking a blunt, and about to put twenty dollars on the game. <laughs> Man, golly, I was driving the other day down, I looked and saw it, and they one of those stores, you know, they had a line going around the corner. Yeah. Security guards out front, and they were like, uh what's the science? I guess uh, uh recreational now. We sell now sell recreational. I'm like, wow. So the, the weed man on the street, he's just straight out of business. <laughs> that means all the bookies are going to be out of business too. But I will say this: right, it can add excitement. Mm-hmm. Think about this: every year, you know, I do the March Madness and stuff like that, and yes. bruh, brings excitement to it. Now we all know, just like a lot of vices out there, yeah, can't be some people to get caught up. And I hope you know we, if we're going to offer it out there, we also offer help for people that might have a problem with it, right? Right. But as far as I'm concerned, bringing gambling to the point where we can stop it. Uh, the, 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 the local stop, wherever it is, I think they're going to have one of all the sports facilities, including golf, Scottsdale, uh, TPC. Anytime you can just stop in, hmm. put a little sun down. I mean, for me, like I said, it's going to be uh, a lot of fun, like I said, because I it'll make things a little more interesting. And I'm not saying I'm going to be at the, the, the window every week or anything like that, but there'll be a couple of things that every now and then I'll toss a couple of nickels on and, and hopefully enjoy it and hopefully win a couple of dollars. But like hmm. I said, I we all know the reason they made weed legal because they can now tax it. They're going to do the same thing with that gambling. So let's, you know, get the, the big story is they're making it legal, but there's a reason they're making it legal. It ain't yes, just sir. because now the of they want, their hearts. Yeah, exactly. That's going to be a whole lot of money for the state of Arizona. Let's <laughs> just figure out what they're going to do with that money. Indeed, indeed. So on behalf of the one and only Ed Easy Smith, shout out to our special guest, uh, Star Sax. We're going to have to have Sax on uh, again. I'll enjoy no the conversation with him. Uh, this has been Believe in the Arizona Cardinals. We want to definitely give a shout out to our uh, presented by Bet Online. Go, again, go to betonline.ag. So until next time, we will catch on, as we always like to say around this time. Uh, you can be easy out there until next week or until next time we see you, I should say. Yes, sir. <laughs> Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.